This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for this week's briefing, which will summarize publications from June 13th through June 24th. In addition to discussing the latest COVID-19 information, we'll also be covering updates on other important health topics. In this episode, I'll discuss findings from five MMWR reports. The first two reports provide insights on acute hepatitis of unknown cause in children. The third report describes extreme heat exposure in Maricopa and Yuma counties, Arizona. The fourth report examines COVID-19 death risk among long-term care facility residents. And the last report highlights COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations among Medicare beneficiaries with and without disabilities. In November 2021, CDC was notified of a cluster of previously healthy children with hepatitis of unknown cause evaluated at a single U.S. hospital. Similar cases were observed in Europe. Thus, in April 2022, CDC issued a health advisory encouraging U.S. clinicians to report all patients younger than 10 years of age with hepatitis of unknown cause to public health authorities. The health advisory encouraged clinicians to consider requesting adenovirus testing in these patients because it was detected in a high proportion of early cases. Although adenovirus hepatitis has been reported in people with weakened immune system, adenovirus is not a recognized cause of hepatitis in healthy children. The next two reports provide additional insights to help put the current investigation into context. In the first report, investigators analyzed data from four sources to assess trends in hepatitis-associated emergency department visits and hospitalizations, liver transplants, and adenovirus stool testing results among children in the United States. Using data collected from 2017 to 2022, investigators found no recent increase in emergency department visits, hospital admissions, or liver transplants associated with hepatitis of unknown cause in children compared to pre-COVID-19 pandemic levels. The percentage of positive adenovirus tests have also been similar compared to pre-COVID-19 pandemic levels. While this study does not determine a cause for pediatric hepatitis of unknown cause, it does suggest that there hasn't been a notable national level increase in these cases. In the second report, state and local public health authorities identified patients meeting the criteria in the health advisory using patient data collected from medical charts and caregiver interviews. Those patients identified are known as patients under investigation. As of June 15, 2022, 42 U.S. jurisdictions have reported a total of 296 patients under investigation with hepatitis symptoms since October 1, 2021. The median age was two years, two months. Of the patients under investigation, 90% were hospitalized, 18 required a liver transplant, and 11 died. Adenovirus was detected in a respiratory, blood, or stool specimen in nearly half of the patients. One in 10 patients had a current infection with the virus that causes COVID-19, and one in four had a past infection with it. No common exposures, 
such as travel, food, or toxicants were identified. Further clinical data are needed to understand the cause of these cases of hepatitis and to assess the potential association with adenovirus. This nationwide investigation is ongoing and we will continue to release more information as it's available. Extreme heat is a growing problem nationally because heat waves have increased in intensity, duration, and frequency in recent decades. Extreme heat exposure increases the risk for heat-related illnesses and death. Strategies to prevent heat-related illnesses are increasingly important in a warming climate. One strategy is the use of cooling centers for people with limited access to air conditioning. In the third report, investigators examined trends in heat-related illnesses by age during 2010 through 2020 for Maricopa and Yuma counties in Arizona. They also examined data on cooling center availability and use in Yuma County during 2018 through 2019. Heat-related hospitalizations were higher for adults 65 years and older than those younger than 65. During extreme heat, several factors limited cooling center use, including limited transportation access to cooling centers, lack of knowledge that cooling centers existed and where they were located, and limited cooling center hours. To improve access, public health departments can increase awareness of the benefits and locations of cooling centers, as well as open cooling centers in economically disadvantaged areas. Cooling center managers can increase hours of operation and provide educational materials in multiple languages. Local jurisdictions can also extend cooling center access in locations such as libraries or enhance public-private partnerships with businesses to expand access during extreme heat events. Adults 65 years and older are at increased risk for severe illness and death from COVID-19. The communal nature of long-term care facilities and the vulnerability of their residents further increase the risk for COVID-19 infection hospitalization, and death in this population. In the fourth report, investigators compared the risk among long-term care facility residents in Illinois with that in an age-comparable population living in the community. The COVID-19-associated death rate among residents 65 years and older declined markedly from December 2020, when vaccines were not available, to January 2022, after vaccines became available. In December 2020, about 16 long-term care facility residents died for each death among a person living in the community. By January 2022, there were about five resident deaths for each death in the community. These findings reinforce that COVID-19 prevention and control strategies, including vaccination, can substantially reduce deaths from COVID-19 among long-term care facility residents. Critical prevention measures in these facilities, in addition to vaccination, include screening staff members for COVID-19 symptoms, restricting visitors, and rapidly identifying new cases through testing. About one in four adults in the United States live with a disability, some of whom qualify for Medicare benefits. People with disabilities are at increased risk for severe COVID-19-associated outcomes compared with the general population. In the last report, CDC assessed COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations among Medicare beneficiaries 18 years and older with a disability, referred to as disability eligible, 
or those eligible because they were 65 years and older, referred to as age eligible. During January 2020 through November 2021, COVID-19 incidents and hospitalization rates were higher in the disability-eligible group compared with the age-eligible group. American Indian, Alaskan Native people had the highest disability-eligible and age-eligible hospitalization rates. The higher hospitalization rates among disability-eligible Medicare recipients are likely due to the high prevalence of underlying conditions that increase the risk for severe outcomes. Lower vaccination access and coverage among people with disabilities may also be a contributing factor. Implementing and increasing access to COVID-19 prevention and treatment strategies are critical to reducing severe COVID-19-associated outcomes among people with disabilities. These include strategies that support equitable vaccine access in the face of the substantial challenges that people with disability face. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports, go to cdc.gov MMWR and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.